Friends, I want you to know that we love you more than just holding the door for you. We love you enough to tell you the truth and holding the door for someone or giving them a hug is not real love. Would you, would you sacrifice for that person if they needed you? Would you be there at 3 o'clock in the morning? That's the real question. Or would you love someone enough to tell them the truth even if it meant they'd hate you for it? That's the test of love. Friends, I'm going to share with you today from Genesis chapter 4. Here in the beginning, when God made the heavens and the earth, He created man in His image. And from man, He created woman, and He breathed into them the breath of life. And it said that God placed man in a garden eastward in Eden and gave man stewardship over all the beasts of the field and the fowls of the heavens and the fish of the sea and of all the trees and the plants, man was given a dominion to rule and reign over God's creation. And in that garden, God put the tree of life and all other sorts of fruitful trees, the likes of which we haven't seen in our time. And God also put another tree the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and He put it there as a test, to test man's allegiance. God gave man a simple commandment. Don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of fruit of, of, of good and evil, and the day that you eat thereof, you will die. So God clearly warned man, and He put it there as a test. He had a right to do that because He was the Creator. He was the Creator, and He could demand allegiance of His creation. Of course, many of you know the story. It wasn't long and the serpent came, tempted the woman. She saw that the tree was pleasant to the eyes, good to the taste, and a tree desired to make one wise and she did eat. And then she took it and gave it to her husband and he, knowing the warning of God, directly disobeyed his Maker. And as a result, sin came into the world. The Bible says in Romans 5 that by one man sin came into the world and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men for all have sinned. Friends, that's not a fairy tale. That's not a myth. That's human history. But shortly thereafter, Man and woman were kicked out of the garden. And for one single sin of disobedience, Almighty God cursed all of creation. That's how holy He is. A lot of times we think that sin is no big deal. Well, as long as I don't hurt anybody, it's no big deal to lie. Everybody lies. Everybody steals. But to God, it's a big deal. And He has a right to set such standards because He's perfect and holy. And he demands absolute allegiance. He has a right to. And for one single sin of disobedience, God kicked man and woman out of the garden and cursed all of creation. That's why creation today groans to be redeemed. Even the creature groans to be redeemed. But shortly thereafter, the Bible says that Adam knew his wife and she conceived and bore a son... And she called his name Cain. 
because it says she had gotten a man-child from the Lord, and it says she also bare another son, probably his twin brother. And she called his name Abel. Now, Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. One was a farmer, one was a shepherd. And it says here that in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering to the Lord. And Abel, he also brought an offering, the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect to Abel and his offering, but unto Cain and his offering, he had not respect. And Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell. You see, friends, these two brothers brought an offering to the Lord. God had demonstrated in the day that man was excommunicated from that garden that to be right with Him required a blood sacrifice. In Hebrews chapter 11, it says that Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice than Cain by faith. So if it was by faith, then these must have been given revelation by God. God must have instructed them. But Cain, being a tiller of the ground, believed that his way was just as good as the way God had given. So in essence, Cain thought, why, why can't I meet God on my terms? Why do I got to come on His terms? And friends, isn't that the attitude we have today? It's an old story. It goes back to the beginning of time. We think that we can come to God on our terms when God has clearly spoken His terms. So God had no respect for Cain's offering. And He was very angry. And then the Lord, merciful and gracious as He was, said unto Cain, Why are you angry? And why is your countenance fallen? If you do well, you will, not, will you not be accepted? And if you do not well, sin lieth at the door. And unto thee shall be His desire, and you shall rule over Him. Friends, God was merciful in that day. He had no respect of Cain's offering. Cain was angry. God came to him and said, If you do well... Will you, thank you, my friend. If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if not, sin lieth at the door. That word sin there is the same Hebrew word that means sin offering. Friends, God sent an offering to, to Cain's door. It laid there. But still, he was determined to do it his way. And here's how Cain handled that rebuke from God. It said, Cain then talked with Abel his brother, and it came to pass... And when they were in the field, that Cain rose up against Abel his brother and slew him. And the Lord said unto Cain, Where is Abel thy brother? And he said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? And God said, What hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. My friends, one man came to God in obedience to God's revelation. Another man tried to come to God on his own terms. God rebuked that man, Cain. Instead of humbling himself and listening to the rebuke of God, how did Cain handle that? He went, he got angry, and he slew one more righteous than him. Friends, isn't that the way today? Isn't that the way of things today? Are we any different than Cain and Abel of old? You see, God has revealed to us clearly His terms on how we can be right with Him. 
But we are, like Cain, intent upon doing it our own way. You see, the God of Cain sat atop a great mountain with many pathways leading to Him. Just as Abel could come to God through a blood sacrifice, Cain thought, why can't I come to God through fruits and vegetables? Isn't that the God of this world? Isn't that the God of man-made religion? The God of many churches today? One that sits on a mountain with many ways leading to Him? Some think they can be right with God through good deeds. Not understanding that even most of our good deeds have an improper motive and therefore condemn us. Some people think you can be right with God by going to church a lot. Going to church doesn't make you a Christian any more than going to McDonald's makes you a hamburger. Some people think you can be right with God or earn His favor by giving money to causes or by doing nice things or smiling a lot. Some think that you have to observe religious ritual. Some think you've got to care for the environment and all of these things can make you right with God. We want to get to God on our own terms. But God has clearly revealed to us, friends, His terms. And the only way a sinful man can be right with a holy God is if his sin is covered. When Adam and Eve sinned against God in the garden, the Bible says God took coats of skins and clothed them. You see, God made sacrifice to cover their sins through the blood. And then He showed in promising the coming of the Messiah right there in the garden. He told the serpent that the seed of the woman would crush His head. The seed is from the man, but Jesus was conceived by the Holy Ghost and was therefore the seed of the woman, prophesied right there. And that the blood sacrifice would be a picture of the ultimate blood sacrifice. It would be a shadow that would point to Messiah. And God would choose to see the blood and the sin would be covered. Isn't that the consistency of His revelation? You see, God made a way for our sins to be covered, just like He covered Abel's there in the beginning. He sent... His only begotten Son, God clothed in the flesh. I think back to Abraham. He was tested by God. And he was asked to sacrifice Isaac, his only son. Abraham trusted God that he would raise him from the dead and was obedient, not questioning the one who had promised him life. And then when the angel told Abraham to withhold the knife that God was testing him, Abraham saw his faith become reality. But before that, Isaac asked his father, Father, I see the knife, I see the wood. Where is the lamb for the sacrifice? And in faith, Abraham said this prophetically, Son, God will provide Himself a lamb. You see, friends, that's got a dual meaning. God would provide for Himself a lamb in that situation. But God would also provide Himself as the ultimate Lamb. The Lord Jesus Christ. So friends, God's terms for being right with Him are through a blood sacrifice. The ultimate blood sacrifice being God Himself slain on the cross, 
taking the sins of the world upon His shoulders, a propitiation which means a substitute for us. And that through Christ is the means to be made right with God. Now, Jesus affirmed that He was the way to God. He said, if you've seen Me, you've seen God the Father. And if you believe on Me, you believe on God. And He said this to His disciples, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to God the Father but through Me. So Christ affirmed what God demonstrated all the way back there with Cain and Abel. That you must come to God on His terms. Hey there. How you doing? God bless you. What, what a blessing. Thank you. God bless you for that. That's My, my throat's getting dry. What's your name? I'm Kimberly. Kimberly, I'm Jesse. It's nice hey, to meet you. Nice to meet you. Hope you guys uh, understand we love you all. And we just want to share the truth. So, Here, let me give you a tract. I wrote that. Maybe it'll be a blessing to you. Kimberly, this is a real blessing. The Bible says if to give a cup of cold water to a prophet or to a preacher, someone will in no wise lose their reward. So, God bless you for that. Thanks. Have a good day. What a blessing, guys. Cold cup of water, a cookie. I'm thankful. We do love you guys. I know you've had some crazy people here before that want to scream and holler at you. Now, truth, guys, hurts sometimes. And I would rather it be the message that offends you and not me acting like an idiot. Now, if you're going to mock or get angry, I pray you'd get angry at me and mock me. Maybe the way I'm dressed or my funny accent or the stupid looking hat on my head. But please don't mock God. Just at least listen and hear what has to be said here today. But as I was sharing from Genesis, God requires you to come to Him on His terms. His terms are a blood sacrifice. God doesn't sit atop a mountain with many pathways leading to Him. The Scripture reveals otherwise. God, holy, righteous God and man, sinful man, are separated by a great gulf. A great gulf created by sin. And friends, there is a bridge that spans that gulf. It's the cross of Christ. The Bible says in Colossians that Jesus, through what He did on the cross and His resurrection, took the handwriting of charges, took the charges that God had levied against us, and nailed them to His cross. Nailed them to His cross. So friends, the good news is, the sins you've committed, the charges that God can lay against you can be nailed to the cross of Christ if you'll receive it and God can give you forgiveness. But don't make the error that Cain made thinking you can come to God on your own terms. There's a way that seems right unto men but the end thereof are the ways of death. Let's learn from this truth. Friends, to be right with God is possible because with God all things are possible. But we must come to Him on His terms. And His terms are the Lord Jesus Christ. And friends, this is the good news. Righteousness can be attained by faith. Religion says you must earn it. You must do this. You must do that. I could stand out here today and I could plead with you, stop smoking pot, stop having sex outside of marriage, stop doing all this stuff. And God does tell us these things are sin. But friend, you can stop these things. But you're still not right with God unless your sins have been covered. I would say, acknowledge your sin before God. Put your trust in Christ and let God take those sins out of your life. Because we don't have the power to do it.
ourselves. We need the power of God on our lives to have victory in sin. But I can tell you this, the angel that came to Joseph and told him that Mary, his, his fiance, would bear the Son of God, said you will call His name Jesus because He will save His people from their sins. And friends, I believe that. I believe that Jesus has the power to save us from our sins. Not only the consequences of our sin, but the sins themselves. And I would say this to you out here, if you would call yourself a Christian or you would claim to be a follower of Christ, have you seen victory over sin in your life? Because that's what Christ promises to do. I'm so thankful that God would save a wretched sinner like me. If anybody deserves hell, it's me, my friends. I'm the wretch that that old hymn, Amazing Grace, talks about. But glory to God, He gave me victory in my life over pornography, friends. I used to be addicted to that stuff. Treats woman, women like pieces of meat. How disrespectful that was to my girlfriend at the time who later became my wife. To be looking at porn all the time. But Jesus gave me victory. Victory I couldn't find myself. Christ gave me victory over hatred for my fellow man. I found victory in Christ over fear and obsession with money. So friends, there is victory in Christ. But back to my original point, to be right with God, we can't be like Cain and try to come to Him on our own terms. We must come to God on His terms. It says in Hebrews that by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain whereby he being dead through his example yet speaks. So my question today is, will you come to the Lord on His terms or will you make that mistake that Cain made? Friends, to come to God on His terms is an amazing free gift. It's called a free gift there in Romans three or four times. And Jesus said, Whosoever will come to Me, I will in no wise cast out. I don't know if you folks care much about the things of God, but we're all going to meet Him, and I pray you're ready to meet Him, that your sins have been covered by the blood of Christ. It's a great honor to share with you. I've got some gospel tracts here. If anybody's interested, I wrote them. Maybe it'd be a blessing to you. But glory to the name of Jesus today. We want to make Him famous, not ourselves. We're nobodies. We're nobodies. Now, to Him that is able to keep you from falling my friend, and to preserve you faultless before the presence of His glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be honor and glory, dominion and majesty, both now and forever. Amen. Thank you, friends.